Listener Production. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast. The Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boonwurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters. Yeah. Steph is always waiting for me to welcome the podcast these that days. like a hiccup. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. I tried to reverse my hey. hello. Like oh. I tried to like hello. <laughs> suck it back in. Hello. <laughs> but it obviously doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Once it's out, it's out. <laughs> but welcome back to another Kickpod episode, guys. Welcome and back. Welcome back, Laws. Thank you. Welcome to my table. To <laughs> okay, Steph's table. It's actually You're welcome listeners, to me last listeners week. table. This table's owned by listener and Yeah, this is true. SCA, yeah. not you. No. <laughs> We're just here visiting. <laughs> anyway, so today is a very special day. It is. It is World Mental Health Day. And as you guys know, Kick is all about the holistic approach to health and mental health is a very, very big part of that. And actually through some studies with our own community, it's up there as the number one priority for most of them. The, I mean, it's my number one priority. Mm-hmm. So important. Mm-hmm. And I think our physical, doing things to help our physical health, you know, getting fitter and stronger, mm. they help your mental health. So it's like, it. It, it all feeds into it. And, and I, yeah, you're right at Kick. Everything we do is about feeling good for you. Mm. So we wanted to start today by talking about something that we're both going to do for ourselves Mm. today Mm. to feel good. So you know what I'm loving? We've actually launched some new, we've got a sleep challenge happening at the moment. And part of that, we've got some soundscapes that have come into the app. And these are the first of our soundscapes. And one of them is called River. And I love it because it takes me to one of my favorite places in the entire world, which is obviously up at the Murray River. And I just can imagine myself sitting by the river and hearing it. And it's just so calming. And so I am going to take some time today to sit and listen. And I, I'm not going to pressure myself into like sitting through the whole, I think it runs for about 20 minutes or so, sitting there for that long. But I would love to kind of challenge myself to sit somewhere and not use it as a sleep meditation as such, but just sit and calmly sit and just let my thoughts kind of run wild and see what happens. And that's what I want to do. I want to try and make more time for those quiet moments where I'm not on my phone. I'm not necessarily consuming like something educational or something funny and entertaining. So not even TV or reading a book, like just sitting. And that's what I'm going to do today. I love that. Mm. That's lovely. And I think for me today, the thing I'm going to do is go for a run, do one of our guided runs. Um, We've got the zero to five and five to 10 K run program. I find running is the just biggest form of meditation for mm. me. It makes my mind feel so good. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. It is good your it mind. is your mind escape, and I know that because the amount of times you've called me when you're running, or just when you finished a run, <laughs> with, an with idea like an idea. I'm like I've I've thought about it. And my mind is clear. I know the direction. Except then, because my airpods went in the wash, then I send it, and then it sounds like I'm in a washing machine. <laughs> but anyway, yes, 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 yes. Running is is my form of meditation. That's what I'm going to do. So we encourage you today that you know whatever time you have, you find some time for you to do something for your mind. Yes. And also to celebrate World Mental Health Day, we would also love to offer you guys a one month free subscription to Kick. So if you have been thinking about trying Kick and you want to try either a guided run or maybe some Pilates or yoga or meditation or new soundscape and obviously so, so much more as well, um, you can give the 
Kick app a go with the code Kick pod mind we'll pop this detail in our show notes and all you have to do is sign up through the website which is keepitcleaner.com onto our monthly subscription and you will get that month for free amazing yeah on that note mm. shall we get into today's episode yes yeah, so this is one that you guys have been asking for which we are quite happy to deliver on because what it's all about kick. why are we speaking in this we're, we're, can we sound like we're meditating well it's mental health day i feel like i'm yeah, like floating <laughs> People Let's switch like, back hey, to I did not come into this podcast to listen to. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, we can ramp it up a little bit. Um, but no, we are talking about Kick, and not just all about Kick, the brand, but a bit of a behind the scenes. So we will go over a little bit of a um, overview of how it all began. So if you've heard that story, don't worry, we're not going to. It's not going to be the whole episode. Um, <laughs> but just for those who might be newer to Kick or not know where it all started, because we, we did the it. last time we did an episode on how Kick started. Yeah was the first episode we ever did of the podcast over three years ago. So we've, no, (laughs) no, no, no. We've got, we've got some new (laughs) listeners since then, which is exciting. Uh, So yeah, we, we wanted to, and it's something that I think for both of us, we get asked every time put a question box up. It's like, it comes up, how did kickstart? Yeah. So we're going to start there and then we've got some other questions around our roles and everything like that. And thank you for everyone who sent them in as well, because we have some community questions to answer too, Laws. We do. And also a question that always comes in is, what do you actually do? Yeah. Mike, is that loaded? <laughs> is that loaded? <laughs> Likely. Let's unload it for you today on the podcast. So let's get into it. We are going to start with when we met mm. and how we became friends. We met through uh, modelling and it was Melbourne Fashion Week. 20... Melbourne Spring Fashion Week? 12? Oh, maybe 2013. Unsure. Anyway, and we met, we were in a lot of the same shows, a lot of um, sitting around, not doing a lot um, together and we bonded and it was one of those friendships that you kind of, you meet someone, you feel like they've known you for life and you just get along. And then we both went overseas, kept in touch. Lawsy went to Europe, I went to the US and we, as you might already know, had our experiences with food and exercise, not the greatest experience, but one that taught us a lot. And it was basically from there when we came back together and bonded on a lot of the same struggles that we had that we realized that there's no way we were alone in that and that there must be a lot of other people struggling. And at the time, social media was flooded with like quick fixes and and all these different diets and really triggering and just unfortunate messaging and Mm. images It was like the Kate Moss kind of era. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just... Yeah, really. It was like, get skinny quick. That was all. Yeah. yeah. Health wasn't really a priority no. to a lot of people. No, it was all about losing weight and 100%. just deprivation. And we, for both of us, because we grew up with a really healthy relationship yeah. with food and exercise Thankfully. in that we didn't think about it. Like food was fuel. Yep. Exercise, exercise was, was fun. fun. It was sport. Yeah. It was moving our body, made us feel good. I think for us both to then go on social media and go into modeling and have, you know, our relationship with food and exercise to completely flip and mm. become like a relationship of like deprivation and, mm. you know, punishment and all of those horrible things that we'd never known. I, I think for both of us, we're like, hang on, we grew up in this, you know, we had a really great mm. environment Imagine to grow up in didn't. and this still happened to us. Yeah. Um, so as Seth said, like, it's very likely that it's something that could be happening to a lot of people. And then the other thing that was happening in the market was wellness was kind of popping its head out, but it was very like, organic this, organic that, Mm. everything costs you a million bucks. You couldn't get anything from the supermarket. So if you were going to make some sort of 
recipe, there was a hundred ingredients that you probably never use again, and it probably wasn't going to turn out. That it was totally inaccessible. Um, and so we started with an ebook called Keep It Clean, and there was thirty-seven of our favorite recipes on there. And at the time we launched it, we had two sponsors on board. We did, and we had we have to say too, we had. It's not like we were ebook professionals. Oh, no, no, no. We had no idea. Yes. Steph had a dream that we we made this book together. And <laughs> I was literally. like, oh my goodness. I had a, a food blog at the time and I just couldn't believe people even came to the yeah. food blog in the first place to look at the recipes for free, let alone buy a book. Community members started sharing recipes on social media that looked way better than what we had yeah. in the ebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this this community really did start to form. And then from there, we wanted to do more. And of course, we could have just done another ebook, but we wanted to be able to touch on fitness. And we thought what we could do was kind of merge Laura's um, food, fit, and repeat blog. Oh my God, that's what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> into Keep It Cleaner got real, you know, interesting adding the ER on the end, um, <laughs> which allowed us to kind of, you know, work with some of our close friends who were PTs and get like a workout up a month. And it turned into a subscription blog. And then yeah. from there, we launched a program, um, our first program, which we then launched into an app in 2018. Mm. And yeah, we've, it's crazy to, yep. to look back to see where we started, where we mm-hmm. came from. And where what Kick has become now, and the incredible team, and and it's obviously become our full time job and our mm. our life, really. Mm. Mm. That is the story. Yeah, yeah. So talking about now, yeah, we we have some questions from you guys, um, and I think one of those questions that we can answer straight off the bat is a little bit about our roles and what we what we do. So, Louis, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Oh, kick us off! I didn't yeah. even mean to do that. Sure. Just part of me. So, with our roles, they're actually it's been an evolution totally with us and, and our roles because up until maybe even twenty twenty, we had very similar roles yeah. in the business, and yeah. I think it was something that. We could, we were definitely double handling things, absolutely. Oh, totally. But it was we we just it, it takes time to be able to, especially when you've kind been of worked just the through it for so long. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in once our team started to grow, so that was when for us we just like we realized that it was time to define our roles a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so my role um, as the CEO of Kick is is all about running the business. I would say that mm. that's the kind of Probably the core the, the core objective. It. I think what we both do together. <laughs> So Steph and I both set, you know, the vision um, and where we're going, the strategy for the business. Mm. What my job is, is to go away and work out, you know, how we're going to execute it and how we're going to get to these goals. Mm. Um, and then obviously work with the team on mm. on how that how that's going to happen. And yeah, so I kind of do. And then I look after kind of the financial legal side mm-hmm. of, of the business. And you're across all the numbers. From- yep. Managing all the budgets yep. and making sure that we're allocating the right amount of money to be able to get you know, reach the goals that we have, but also ensure that we are growing sustainably. So 100%. yeah, that's that's my role. And it's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm CEO, as, as Laura mentioned, and my role, to be honest, has still been going through a bit of an evolution. I think coming back from Matt leave, there was a, a few like responsibility shifts and I just had to find my feet again. And so where I've kind of found my feet at four days a week um, is looking after, I'm across a lot of things to do with community experience, product experience, user experience. So I work really closely with the marketing team um, on any campaigns we're launching, um, on a lot of the content that goes live. So I've kind of got last approval even over our social media 
and other content that goes live in the app, like the workouts that you see and all of that and checking all the recipes and everything. And then um, with the product side of things, it's making sure that the user experience is where we want it to be. And so I'm constantly in touch with you guys, the community figuring out what you want to see or how you want something to work better. And I'm constantly using the app myself as well, obviously, and making sure it's all up to scratch and, and planning with the both marketing and tech team, the kind of future of where we're going with both content and product. Absolutely. Yeah. And then also at the same time, make sure that I think that the core why we started is connecting with the community and um, and everything that we do there. So that's also a large, large part of, of both of our roles. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Laws, I'm going to throw to one of the community questions and I would love you to start the answer because I think one part of your role of being CEO, you often also have to do a lot of people management. Mm. And this question from Molly, I would love for you to take the first answer. Hi, Steph and Laura. I was wondering how you both manage challenging conversations or situations in the workplace without it negatively impacting on your relationships with your colleagues. The reason I want to throw to you first is because everyone, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast knows you are possibly one of the most empathetic persons Mm -hmm. Person, that thing, people. <laughs> people I've ever, ever come across. And so I've seen it, obviously, being not just your business partner, but your best friend, how challenging it can be the people management side of things. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, absolutely. And I think, too, it is, it is one of the hardest things I find giving feedback. It's something that I wish I could just pause the world and go and do like a five year course because it is, it is so hard. And everyone yeah. that I speak to, Everyone struggles with it or a lot totally. of people that, are, that I know struggle with it. And so I think it's if, if it's really, really important to remember, like if I feel uncomfortable for one of those, like that's okay. That makes you human. Like totally. I, I'm not, I can't be a robot. I'm not yeah. going to be a robot that has no emotions. And if totally. I'm having a performance conversation, I probably won't sleep the night before. But we're not going to get to, you know, where we where we can imagine we're going to get to with this business and where we can take kick and where our vision is. Sometimes if we avoid difficult conversations, they're so important not to avoid them. Oh, totally. I always just kind of come back to try and I think in general, I just try and deliver it in a way that I would appreciate it being delivered because mm. I think if I feel like I couldn't, then like maybe maybe there's something wrong with the way that I'm doing it. And I think, as you said, there's a human part to feeling anxious or uncomfortable about it, but it does get easier with time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's nev- never goes away, those no. feelings, but it, it definitely does. I, I agree. It gets easier. Sorry, guys, just producer Mandy jumping oh, in. Hello. I, I would like to know how you guys handle conflict, like between the two of you. So if you disagree on something, how do you bring that up with the other? D- disagreements rarely occur, yeah. like rarely occur. A lot of the time we're on the same page. And then if we're not, it's because one of us might just know a little less. We don't argue, but we no. can have a disagreement. It's not even disagreement. It's like a different opinion like, oh, in yeah. a room, right? We can have a different opinion <laughs> in a room. Yeah, That is very important. Oh, yeah. And that, then if we leave that room, I don't leave yeah. it. Oh my God, Steph didn't like my idea. No. It's like you can't agree on everything. And then if there's, we've ever done anything, um, and you're really good at this, Steph. Like if I've ever said anything, you are so good at nipping in the bud straight away. It's like, hey, when we spoke about this, can we like touch back? And, we, and, we do, and that's really, really important. Because but I've again, learned to be that way because there's other times where I have stewed on yes, it and, and it's, it's just become worse in my and mind. And then I think the thing with that is as well is that we're not, if we avoid talking about things, yeah. 
then what happens is you make assumptions like, totally. oh, well, this person did this because of this. This person, oh, well, it's obviously because of this and this and this and this. Yeah. And then if you end up avoiding it for a week or something, and, yeah. you've, and this could be in friendships or any relationship, yeah. you get to this point a week later where you are so angry at this mm. person, <laughs> you haven't spoken to them and they are on a totally different, you know, page of what with what happened instead of giving them the benefit. That's why sometimes it, like talking about things is so important because then you're actually doing the other person, I believe, to a disservice by avoiding the uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. And I think on on that, we actually have another question around us before we go into a little bit more about how Kik works. I'd love to throw to Rebecca's question. How do you both maintain professional boundaries and stay productive when you work with your best friend and not just chat and hang out all day? Oh, Rebecca, if we could hang out all day, I would just be... We, we do hang out all day. We do sit next to each other. We also yeah. sit in a communal desk. So obviously it's everyone's working. So it's completely inappropriate for us yeah. to just chat all day about non-work stuff. But then also we are so busy yeah. in, in the day. We don't actually have... Like if we sometimes we'll get... I'll be like, Steph, can we just talk about something for five minutes? Yeah. We'll get five minutes and then we'll have another meeting starting totally. or whatever it might be. So it's actually more that we just... Oh, we totally. just don't have time anymore. No, nah, but I mean, like, that's why we, we love the podcast because yes. it's a time where we can just, like, chat one-on-one a lot of the time. But um, no, absolutely. And I think if anything ever does come up, like, you know, I might have got a call from someone or something, fa- obviously because you're my best friend, I instantly want to share things with you. So if I know it's an okay time. Yeah, we send to check with each other. Yeah. We'll share 100%. But if I'm like, oh, my God, Steph's deep in concentration, yeah. I it, I think we just save it for yeah, later. Save it for, yeah. Yeah. But on that question, actually, because Laws, you know, you mentioned how busy it can get. Other than like our roles and defining what, you know, what we do technically or overall, another question that came through was what our weeks actually look like, which obviously change depending on what we're doing. Like the other week we were shooting new workouts. And so that was a very different looking week. We were in the studio six days of the week. So we didn't really get time in the office. And then, you know, we've got the kick to a happening. So when we've got the kick to a happening, we're away on the weekends. So weeks do change. But generally, if there's not something like that going on, what do our weeks look like was the question. Well, what about we just do this week? So this week uh, has been a combination of we're hiring for a marketing director at the moment. So I've been doing a lot of preparation for those interviews. I've also had a few podcast Mm -hmm. interviews where I've been interviewed on this week. We had the project in the office, so we prepared for that. We we also have done a few written interviews, so we've, we've prepared for those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of it has been my personal work of some planning stuff that we're doing for Kik um, longer term. Mm. And then the rest of it has been taking up with working through anything that, that the team needs mm. and immediate things that needed to be actioned within the business. Mm-hmm. And um, mine, outside of the things that, like, obviously we were both – a part of in 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 Lawsies then. Um, Monday I did take off. So Monday is generally my day that I, I spend with Harvey, um, gives Josh some time off, but also just some um, extra time to kind of fill up my cup for the week. And then Tuesday we had, I had a few meetings. Um, we were planning some things that were working on the marketing side of things. Um, I had a few check-ins with some people in our team. And then Wednesday was a meeting heavy day, which it usually is. Wednesday is a day that we are all in the office. It's kind of our midweek catch up on different things that we're working on, both marketing and product wise. So that was back oh, you to know, back we missed, meetings. We have a very big content campaign. It's I am. So we can't say yes, <laughs> but I am I am very actually when this you know what? When this <laughs> podcast comes out, yeah. we will be announcing it tomorrow. 
That's yes. true. So we, it's, oh, that's it's true. honestly, this con- this content, because I yeah. don't often have a lot to do with the content planning or yeah. campaign planning, yeah. but this one I've been very a part of because it is my dream yeah. to have this content in the app. So we planned, we planned an event, yeah. we planned the campaign rollout through all of the channels that, that yeah. we, we roll out on. And then, oh, we did, I'm, I just, I feel like I was made to create this content yeah. and I am just, I, ugh. anyway, tomorrow the announcement's coming. 100%. Okay, so next question we have in is from Ella. Um, I was just wondering when you're looking to hire someone new for Kick, what sort of attributes do you look for? So, for example, do you look at uni grades or how they interview? Yeah, just more of an understanding. Good question. Mm. So first of all, I mean, with uni grades, there's some jobs that I know, like especially consulting firms, They that is something that they look at at Kick. I have never once, no, I don't think in any hiring process have we ever looked at anyone's uni grades. If, we'd, I'd, if they've had a, done a degree, I would look at that, but I would never look at the grades for the uni. I, for me, in when I'm interviewing someone, it's, it's always, it's, the cultural fit is very, very, very important. important. So that's kind of number one. And you can work that out in usually the first interview when, when you get to know someone. It's also why in our interview process, we always make sure there is an interview in person because that's when you can really you know yeah. get to know the person. And I think in terms of traits, what we look for, I think depending on what the role is, there are some roles that require skill experience in certain areas because someone might need to own, for example, email marketing. Mm. If that's the role, it's hard if you haven't had that experience, totally. right? So that's important. But for me, the main traits I look for in someone Curiosity for me is the number yeah. one biggest thing. Just being interested, especially yeah. in our industry, and wanting to grow. And because we are so content, like we're we're con- really a content business and content led business as well with everything that we do. People that are you know curious in what's happening and in our industry, and then on you know with what's happening culturally and just everything to do with that. Curiosity is, I think, the number one. For me, someone that comes prepared, ask questions as well. I think that's really, really, really important. Someone who is driven, I think that's that's important as well, um, and really excited about and believes in the vision, I suppose, of, yeah. of Kik as well. I think they're kind of the core. And last, last would be as well, being a team player, I think that's really, really important. Even if you are the most intelligent, amazing individual in the yeah. whole world, as an individual, there is a limit to what you can totally. achieve with a team that it like it's almost limitless. And so that that's really, really important. A as lot well, of being what we a team do player. as well is super collaborative. Like it just wouldn't work otherwise. Yeah. Okay. And then this ties in very well too, because as a part of our team, yeah, we have our team, our core team, our internal kick team. And then we've also got our kick trainers and experts that we work with. So this question is from Louise. Hi, kick pod. I was just wondering how you even choose your kick master trainers. Thank you. So there's a few different ways, really. Um, we're always on the look as well as we, we, we always want to build more variety and, um, yeah, build out our team. And so we're always kind of looking out for people that have that kick feeling and emotion and share that same kind of spirit. In, in, and are qualified in, in, in oh, the and absolutely area. are qualified. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so that could be on social media. That could be some of our um, team members, you know, join different classes and meet different people and just come across people like Leo. Leo was one that someone from our team um, did a class and was like, wow, his his energy and everything. I, I love his energy. I think he's so kick. And then, and then we approached Leo and started that conversation. So there's that way. We are also always open to being approached. Yeah, as absolutely. 
100%. And we're also always searching through social media for yeah. any tra- people that come up and it, yeah. it's not it's not about the following. I think nah. that, that's really important. It's just it's about the person being, you know, finding trainers who can bring that kick feeling that yeah. that's what it's all about. So, yeah, we're always open if anyone knows of trainers or is one and just wants to send us an email um, or, or a DM, always, always open. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. We hope we answered all of the questions about the business that you had for us. Now for our special shares, Steffi, what have you got for us this week? So my special share today is Diary of a CEO, which I obviously know you listened to that Oh, which one podcast. did you listen to? Lewis Capaldi. Oh, you haven't listened to it, have you? He's a singer. Yes, he is. I found his conversation with Stephen was really interesting because there was so much that I didn't know about him. And he's very open, very raw. He has Tourette's. He speaks about um, hypochondria, which he's suffered most of his life. He speaks about imposter syndrome. And it's just really interesting. I think he's got this like, this Scottish spirit um, that, you know, often like takes the piss of himself and, and all that sort of stuff. But it's really interesting to hear someone like that really open up about all of these things that he goes through. Um, and as someone who is so widely well-known as well, mm. um, I thought it was a really interesting conversation and a, and a really good one. And, and obviously like a good one as well, I think, to tie into World Mental Health Day as well. Good special share. Thanks. But I will also say, um, when I was planning to share this, I listened to Michelle and Zara from Shameless. Yes. And this is actually something that Zara has recommended as well. There you go. Yeah, and when she was recommending it, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, because if they recommend things, yeah. you're like, they are good. And they also, speaking yeah. of, they're coming up on the podcast they in are. two days. They are. So if you like the podcast from <laughs> Stephen Barlett, you like Zara, you like us, maybe you like that episode too. <laughs> so excited for that to come out. It was a good chat. And then we, what am I saying? My special share. Yes, my what's yours? Share. I got a new makeup brush. Which one is it? It's from Mecca. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't know. It's the Mecca brand yeah. makeup brush. What does it look like? It's you for blush. It's, it's a bit fat on the bottom. So it's fat and flat on the bottom. Uh, yeah, fat and flat. Uh, round, round. Oh, okay. But it's not about the brush. Okay. It's just about I use the same dirty old I brushes with all the little things coming out of I them. Know you do. And uh, treating myself to a new brush was, it's really, um, there's some makeup brushes are very expensive, mm. but the Mecca ones are really affordable and yep. they're really good quality. And I just, I just, I, it's really, it was really nice. Like now, it's, I feel like a treat putting my makeup on with my new makeup brush. Yeah. It's a good reminder as well. If you, even <laughs> if you don't want to, yeah, even if you don't want to actually go and invest in a new one, clean your brushes. Yeah. We mm. don't do it enough, do we? We don't. And your beauty blenders, clean them. You don't yeah, have see, to use a bit I'm, of oil. You put a little bit of oil, a bit of soap. That's how you clean them. Yeah. But I can't talk because mine still smells like hydrolite from when I spilt my <laughs> water on me because it absorbed into it anyway. Anyway, so, 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 so. The other thing, please, please, everyone, please, because I'm just so excited, please take a look at our socials tomorrow. Yeah. For the announcement. Keep an eye out or an ear Honestly, out it's or, just. Yeah. It's very exciting. Laura's like jumping When out we of started skin. recording this content, I yeah. said I was born. She, she did. I, <laughs> she said, I was born for this. So get ready, get I excited. Like it. I hope you like it. And if you want to be a part of it as well, I mean, now's a good oh, time true. to jump on it because as we mentioned at the start of this podcast, um, in light of World Mental Health Day, we have got a one-month free code, KickPodMind. 
So if you sign up via our website, keepitcleaner.com on a monthly subscription, you can pop that code in and receive your first month for free. And you can get around this exciting content that's coming. And obviously all of our meditations and everything. Yeah, there's lots of great well. things on yes, there. 100%. Anyway, this is yeah, very exciting. Okay, and on that note, we will be leaving. <laughs> we're not leaving. Today. We're not going anywhere. We're we'll just back finishing on, back the episode. In your ears on Wednesday, if you want to follow us, you can find us at, on Instagram at Keep It Cleaner, at Steph Claire Smith, and at Laura Henshaw. We're also on TikTok at Keep It Cleaner Squad. Okay, bye. Bye. 